First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. Most Bible colleges all over the world don't have books, and so we get concordances and commentaries and Bible dictionaries and all those kind of things. People donate to us, and then we ship them in. There are pastors today all over the world that still don't have a Bible. We'll learn how God called Steve Schmidt to help solve that lack of Bibles and books around the world as you join us now for First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll meet Steve to find out how those books on your shelf that you don't need anymore can be used to equip others. Before we hear from our guests, though, thank you for choosing to listen to First Person, where we find stories of God using ordinary people to carry out His will and purposes. Each week, you'll meet someone who has a calling to serve in some extraordinary way. Now, to be as helpful as possible, we've archived hundreds of interviews online and through our smartphone app. To listen online, just go to firstpersoninterview.com. The ministry that takes unwanted books and Bibles and puts them into the hands of pastors and people around the world who are eager to receive them is called Love Packages. Founded by Steve Smith, there's a story behind how God worked in Steve's life to cause him to first give his life to Christ and then begin this outreach. And that's where we start with Steve's personal story. Just before Love Packages started, I, I uh, was working at a factory. Uh, just to, I was a tool and cutter grinder, making good money. Uh, that's when God began to speak to me about the literature I had and stuff. But uh, before that, I was a, not a very good person. Um, sold drugs for a number of years and uh, got in trouble and ended up finding Christ in, uh, in a prison cell. So. Mm. Did you have a ministry to uh, the homeless or people like the background you came from? Did I pick up on that somewhere? Uh, well, yeah. When I when I I got called back to Illinois, I, I got saved in California, and, I, and God called me back to Illinois, and so I came back to Illinois. And, and I know some of the I knew a lot of the people that were were drinking and doing drugs and stuff like that. So I would just I was working on the streets and just talking to people and just. Really, I was just a new Christian, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I just was so happy that Jesus saved me. I, I just wanted to tell somebody else. Well, you know? that could be the best kind, kind of like sure. The dog, you know, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody, but there's somebody who saved me, you know. And so uh, I didn't know what I was doing or anything, and but that's that's where I was living. All right, okay. And then one day, tell me, uh, tell me how this idea came into your head for. Well, you know, I was living in a little place called Litchfield, Illinois, and I had in the corner of my dining room, I had a little stack of decision magazines from Billy Graham, a couple of years, you know, worth, and some daily devotionals and some and an old Bible or two sitting in the corner of my dining room. And every time I walked through there in the spring of 1975, God kept talking to me and saying, Steve, you're wasting that. Steve, Steve you're wasting that. And, and I don't know whether you're like I am or not, but I argue with the Lord sometimes. <laughs> so I argue with the Lord for about three months and told him I was going to use that to prepare lessons and, you know, do sermon preparation. And he said, no, you're not. You're going to leave it sit there. You're going to spill a Coke on it. You're going to throw it away. Listen to me, Steve. I said, okay, God, I'm going to waste it. But I don't know what to do with it. They're four years old. I mean, the people that I'm working with on the streets or something, I mean, they're not going to be thrilled with a four-year-old magazine. I don't know what to do with them. And so I knew five men that had just graduated from a Bible college, 
and they were going home to their home countries. They were going to Nigeria and Ghana and India and so forth. But, and so I wrote them a letter, and I said, can you use English literature, and if so, how much and how soon? And it seemed like the letters were only gone a couple of days. The letters are back and said, yes, we can use as much as you can get here as soon as you can get it here. Well, I didn't know everybody had a bunch of stuff. I mean, I was just naive. I was only three years old, and the Lord, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing or, you know, anything. And so uh, I just started collecting stuff, me and my wife, uh, in the basement of my home and sending those things overseas. But as I would go to the Baptist chicken dinner or the Methodist pancake supper <laughs> and sit with people in the community that I knew, they'd say, what have you been doing, Steve? I said, I've been collecting old Bibles and Sunday school material and daily devotionals and send it to people who don't have any. And they went, wow, we've got a whole closet full of that stuff at our church. Could we bring some over to you? Yeah, I guess, you know. I didn't know how I was getting into <laughs> my poor <laughs> wife that next year. We had stuff in the living room. We had stuff in the dining room. We had stuff in the front porch, the back porch. We had stuff everywhere. People were bringing it to us. And, and so we started shipping more and more, three and a half tons the first year, and then seven tons the next year, and then 11 tons. I grew the basement, went to the double car garage, and it's grown to, well, last year we shipped 2,186 tons of tons. literature around the world. Wow. Wow, and these are all materials that have been donated to you. Yeah, they're all donated, yeah, from individuals, from churches, from ministries, and from publishing houses, yeah. It's such a brilliant idea, Steve. Uh, I know it came from the Lord. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah, we have to credit him, of course, (laughs) don't we? But um, as you said, you you didn't really expect this to mushroom the way that it did. How do you account for all that? Uh, it's just the Lord's doings, you know, I mean, uh, you know, one person tells another person and, uh, you know, I mean, at the beginning I didn't know what I was doing, of course, you know, and uh, I mean, just people started bringing stuff and then I thought, well, maybe God's calling me to do this, you know, and so then I started reaching out to people and, you know, and now we have, we have nine major publishing houses that give us, these are Sunday school publishers that give us all the leftover materials at the end of every quarter. You know, all their outdated material, which was normally just going to the landfill or going to a recycler, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's going into nations around the world and and literally changing whole areas, you know, whole nations, you know, because of, of uh, the Word of God, you know, yeah. how it does. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, and I do want to hear some of the feedback you get from the recipients of all these books and magazines and Sunday school materials. But how do you pay for all of this? How do you? That's got to be a massive shipping bill every year. <laughs> well, our goal this year is to ship 110 containers, and so um, the price has gone up. I used to tell everybody the average cost was four thousand dollars, but it's normally it's closer to five thousand now. So. $550,000 is what I, I have to have this year just for the shipping cost. Mm. Um, it's been a faith ministry since we started, Wayne, and I just, you know, I, we never ask anybody for money. We just we just ask the Lord, and He gives us what we need. Um, and there's only one time that I was ever scared. I, only, I bought a building here in Butler, Illinois, where, I, where I, the main headquarters is right now, and I, and I bought it for, it was like a, um, an old gymnasium for a school, and that was my beginning warehouse. And so I, I bought it, and and I, that's all I had at the time. And David C. Cook, which is a big Sunday school publisher up in Elgin, Illinois, 
called me one day. We'd been working with them for a number of years, and they called me and, and said, hey, we just bought Accent and Echoes and Scripture Press and uh, uh, a homeschool publisher and one other one, a five publishing house we bought, and we're going to sell their curriculum, but we we don't want the other product that they have. They, they have some books. They have, I mean, we're not going to sell it. You know, we, We're selling their curriculum, not the other things. And mm-hmm. so we have all this material. We'll send it to you. We like what you do. We'll send it to you. If you want it, I said, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Well, now remember, I only got one building, and so they sent me five tractor trail loads in two weeks. And so I had stuff stacked all the way to the ceiling. I mean, you know, I had it four and five high, and I'm walking around in little rat trails, and I'm walking through there one day, and I'm thinking to myself, are you crazy, Steve? What are you doing? How are you going to pay for all of this, you know? (laughs) And the Lord just stopped me, and he spoke to me. He said, where's all the literature you had in times past? I said, well, it's all gone. And he said, who paid for that? Okay, God, I got it. Pretty pretty <laughs> powerful know? argument, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, and so uh, we just, uh, I mean, there's been years we've had no money at all. And, and so there was one year we had no money at all, and it was real fun to watch because, you know, every time we'd ship a container, you know, my secretary at the time, she'd say, I would tell her, I'd book this load going to Nairobi or whatever. She'd say, okay, Pastor, she'd call me Pastor Steve. Okay, Pastor Steve, but we... Only got $67 in the bank, you know. I said, well, go ahead and book it. You know, the Lord's going to provide. We'll pray, you know. And so we, we would do that. And, you know, people would pull into the driveway and say, we want to pay for one of these containers as it was leaving, you know. Mm. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just to watch it happen all year long. It was so fun. Hmm. You mentioned your home base is Butler, Illinois. I think that's, I saw something like a population of 200 people, right? That may be counting dogs. Okay, all right. So <laughs> it may be it may be closer to 150. All right. So in small town America, here you are shipping out all these books and materials over the seas. Where do they go, Steve? Uh, well, we ship all over the world. Um, English speaking countries, you know, mostly. Although we send usually four or five loads in Spanish a year, and so the Spanish loads will go. We just shipped one to Dominican Republic. We're shipping one to Costa Rica uh, next week. You know, we shipped into Panama. English-speaking countries all over the world it could be English-speaking in the Central America, like Belize, or uh, in South America, Guyana, or 22 nations in Africa, you know, read and speak English, um, the Caribbean. We even sent into Thailand. India has uh, about 30% English speaking. You say, well, that don't sound very good. Well, they got a billion, 300 million, so... Uh, <laughs> Thirty percent is more than the population of the United States. Yeah. You know, so wow. lots of people read and speak English everywhere and around the world. But even when English is a second language, you, you find that the, the having the material in English is okay because I would assume they want to learn English too. Yeah, most people want to learn English because it's the trade language of the world, and anybody that's went to school, it's like, for instance, uh, the twenty-two nations in Africa. You know, most of them were British colonies at one time, and so. The Brits did two things when they were uh, in those places. They they formed governments, you know, and uh, they established education. And so anybody who went to school in Nigeria or Kenya or Uganda, uh, you know, South Africa, has learned English over the last 50, 70 years. I mean, most of them, not all of them, but some of them learn the other language, maybe like Swahili in Kenya or something. But, but most of them have learned English. So, I mean, you can go all over the world. And the need is great. I mean, this is what most people in America do not understand at all. 
There are pastors today all over the world that still don't have a Bible. That's Steve Schmidt, and we'll continue to learn about love packages meeting this need coming up on First Person. I'm Ed Cannon. The Far East Broadcasting Company partners with First Person because we celebrate the stories of people everywhere who have given their lives to Christ and serve Him. Our broadcasters in 50 countries of the world hear stories every day of people whose lives are transformed by the gospel and who have faithfully been taught God's Word. In addition to First Person, I'm pleased that Wayne and I host a podcast, and we invite you to join us. Listen to Until All Have Heard at febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Stephen Schmidt. Stephen is the founder, director of Love Packages. They take uh, Christian literature of all kinds and package it up and ship it overseas where it's needed very desperately. We left off a few moments ago, Steve, talking about the pastors who received this. I can I can imagine, uh, and I've I've seen it happen where they don't have a Bible or they have a handwritten copy of the Bible, and and you are are meeting this need and and beyond because I'm sure a lot of these books are training in theology and Christian living that they just don't get any place else. Yeah, we supply Bible colleges. I mean, I was in a an Assembly of God Bible College many years ago. I can tell you two stories. Ninety students studying for the ministry, and only ten of them owned a Bible. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and so they had like ten Bibles in their library that the other seventy, eighty students used to study with, to prepare to be pastors and evangelists. You know, I mean, there's just something the matter with that picture. I was in Lusaka, Zambia, at the Baptist Bible College there, and they took me in. I preached there for three, four hours, and then they took me in and showed me the campus, and they showed me the library that they had. Their library consisted of one shelf of books about three foot long. That was their library for, for, you know, 100 students studying for the ministry. And so most Bible colleges all over the world don't have books. And so we get concordances and commentaries and Bible dictionaries and all those kind of things. People donate to us, and then and then we ship them in. And, and we ship into, um, this is probably something you probably need to know, uh, we just don't ship in helter-skelter, you know. We, I mean, we've set up distribution points mm-hmm. in various different places around the world. When we send literature in, we send 20 tons of literature at a time. You know, we send ocean-going containers in to these uh, distribution points. And so they might be the evangelical fellowship of a country, or they might be a denominational uh, headquarters, or they might be uh, people that are connected with Samaritan's Purse or... Uh, Operation Christmas Child, you know, so we send in, or Every Home for Christ, we use them a lot of different places around the world, so we send 20 tons of literature into them, and they're well connected. They know people all across the country and what they need. And so uh, when we ship literature, uh, also when when we're working in the warehouse, when we fill a box, all of our volunteers, we color code the boxes, and so... Red is for reference books, and black is for Bibles, and blue is for books, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that requires a, a huge sorting process. Do you have you have volunteers doing that? How do you get that done? Well, we sort literature every day. You know, we get about 10 tons of mail a week <laughs> at my office here in, in Butler, and we also have a secondary warehouse in Alabama in a place called Decatur, Alabama. Okay. And they get about 7 tons of mail a week, and so... Uh, we just keep right at it. We we do a lot of the sorting, and then when volunteers come in, they they do all the packing. They pack, you know. We just 
sort it, we just sort it and put it in bins, and and then they come in and pack it up in boxes and stuff mm-hmm. and color code it. So that's a process. We just keep it moving. <laughs> Whatever comes in today goes out tomorrow. You know, it's just kind of like. Uh, with this shipping crisis going on right now, you know, so our warehouses are full because we haven't been able to get containers for a while. And, mm-hmm. and so it keeps coming in, but if it doesn't go out, I mean, yeah. you you get full quick. Well, as you know, Steve, I contacted you because I was downsizing my own library, and I I didn't want to just toss the books out or do anything like that. No, but they're valuable. Yeah, they, I'm learning that now, and, and I learned about love packages. So you're getting several boxes of books from me, but can anybody do this, donate books or yes. Bibles or materials? Yes. No, people send send things to us from all across the country. If they want to know about, more about us, they can go to the website. It's it's lovepackages.org, and they can contact us there by just hitting the contact button and, and send us an email and say, I want a brochure, I want to know more about you, uh, or they can just read things on the Internet. And we get thousands of testimonies. They're all over the website, so you can you can read them. You can go there, and you can take a look at them. There's videos on the webpage that you can that you can listen. There's There's things on YouTube. We have a Facebook page, so you go there, Love Packages, search for it, and then we post all the all the containers that we're sending out, and every once in a while we get a picture. I got a picture yesterday of a man from uh, Zimbabwe. He's 73 years old, and he's prayed for years and years and years that he would be able to get a Bible before he died. Wow. And so the, it was the picture that he had with him with his Bible that he got from Love Packages last week. It was, it just blesses my heart, you know. How can it not? That's an amazing story, and I'm sure it happens. So many. You're never going to hear all the stories till heaven, are you? No, 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 no. There's there's hundreds of millions. We we pray for uh, a thousand million. I, okay, so the numbers get really big. So let me just explain something to you. Sure. Yeah. So every container that we ship has a has a minimum of half a million pieces of literature on it. Okay. So the people that do the statistics tell us that every piece of literature we put in a third world country is going to be read by a minimum of 20 people. Really? So that's 10 million reads from that one container. We're going to send 110 containers this year. Do the math. I mean, it just, the the numbers get mind-boggling after a few minutes, you know? And so what is God going to do with that? I have no idea. I have no idea. We just do it by faith. And uh, we've we just seen tremendous things happen all over the world. Yeah. Well, let's get real practical here. Um, if, if someone wants to donate, as I did, they can contact you. They can they can ship the books to you. And we'll put it, the information, by the way, in our program notes at firstpersoninterview.com. If they can't, uh, the, you gave the website earlier, and that's fine, lovepackages.org. But we'll have all the information in our program notes as well. But they can they can drive the books to you, materials. They can ship them yeah, to you, right? they can bring it to either one of our warehouses. And we do, we, on the website, it's also got some collection points around the country okay. that people okay. have volunteered to collect things and bring to us, you okay. know, and so there's, there's that opportunity as well. Okay. Uh, but you can mail it from anywhere. I mean, we get mail from every state in the Union, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, Canada, Guam, hmm. and you can mail it to us through the United States mail and send it media mail. That's cheap. Yeah. That's cheap rate for right, you. Right, right. Yeah, so you can do that from idea. anywhere. I like that idea. And you can write to us and ask for a brochure. It's Love Packages, just simply Butler, Illinois, 62015. They know us real well. I get 10 tons of mail a week. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> is there a post office in Butler? There is. You know, we single-handedly saved that from extinction. They were going to close it down. <laughs> but but they actually had to build on now, so. 
Well, I'm sure the community is grateful to you for that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story. Well, Steve, this is just, it's such a great story. I just I had to tell it to our first-person audience here, and uh, I, I trust that many people want to support you, both through donations of books and Bibles and et cetera, but also with uh, money for those shipping containers. So thank you for what you're doing now. Do you have any passage of Scripture in particular that really drives you each day in doing what you do? Well, I just know that the Word of God will not return void. That's what the Scripture says. I know that it's able to cut between, uh, Hebrew says it's able to cut between soul and spirit and, and be able to judge the thoughts and the intents of man's heart. I know that. I know that because when I was lost and undone and incomplete and without help and without hope, I was in a jail cell all by myself with nobody else around. Somebody gave me a good news for the modern man, and I began to read that, and God, all by himself, changed my life. And so... Um, I know the power of his word. I do. <laughs> I mean, I just do. And so um, I think that's what keeps me going, you know. Um, but and we get testimonies every week. Can I share a couple with you? Please, yes. There was a lady in India. She just found out that her husband was going to throw her out. That's a pretty tragic thing in the United States. But in India, that means she was either going to have to be a prostitute or work in really hard labor in order to support herself or be a beggar or something, you know. And, and so she had made up her mind. I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to hang myself. And when he comes home, he's going to see me hanging there. And that would teach him, you know. And so uh, walking through the marketplace, she ran into one of our literature distribution teams, and they gave her a little decision magazine. And so she took it, thank, yeah, thanks, you know. And on her way, she had other things on her mind. So she got home, she threw that on the table and got a noose and, and made it and, and hung it on the rafter and was standing on top of the table. When she looked down and she read these words on this decision magazine, it says, there is hope. She said, what does that mean? And she sat down, and for the first time in her life, she read about Christ and gave her life to Christ. Wow. Hmm. So if you, happen, if you see that happen once, that's, you, know, you might think, well, that's a coincidence. But, but he, we work at Love Packages here, and we see it happen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. We get testimonies like that from all over the world, you know. And so we just know that God's coordinating all those kind of things. One person sent it here, somebody else packed it, somebody got on that load instead of that load, but it got to that person at exactly the right time. I don't understand how it all works, <laughs> That's, you know. And it all started with one simple calling spoken to one man who saw some, some unused literature in your home. Yeah, it's unbelievable how, how God takes this little... Well, God starts everything small, doesn't he, you know? And uh, if you're faithful in a little bit, he'll give you more. So um, God keeps increasing us. So that's good. Yes, it is good. And what God started small in the home of Steve Schmidt has grown into an incredible ministry that is producing spiritual fruit in God's kingdom. Once again, this ministry is called Love Packages, and we'll provide additional informational links at firstpersoninterview.com. Another ministry that started small 77 years ago now reaches tens of millions of people with the gospel. It's the Far East Broadcasting Company. FEBC takes the message of Jesus Christ via radio and new media to the world, always in the local language by indigenous broadcasters who know how to communicate to their culture. Take a few moments to learn about this remarkable ministry when you visit febc.org. Spend some time on the website and learn how to pray for the world. That's febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to First Person.